way, you're gonna get us all killed! Look at the size of that thing. I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I ain't got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Just The Tip Podcast. I'm your host Georgette and you can follow me at Coco underscore abroad on Twitter and you can also follow the podcast at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also don't forget to hashtag JTT Pod. This is the last episode before my live event so this is very very cool. So if you haven't had a chance to get a ticket yet there is still time to get your ticket and join me and everybody else coming along on the 21st of July. It's going to be super fun. Um, Something else I was going to say to all of the women that are coming to the event or to any woman that sent me their email address, you should have had an email from me to join up to scarletladies.co.uk or .com. Oh my God, that's probably wrong. Um, But yeah, so check them out, sign up. And make sure that you tick that you heard about them from Just The Tip podcast and just basically get a a month free of their events, everything that they do. They're super cool. I've been to their events before. They're really, really open, very, very chilled. Um, It's woman focused and you will just feel super empowered. So definitely check them out. Sign up. It's free for a month, as I said. So why would you not take something that's free? And yes, my guest, I, I have one of my faves back with me. She's back, back, back She's again. She's back, back, back again. Thank you so much. Um, anyone that follows me on Twitter would have seen that I had like a meltdown because my last guest, guest excuse me, cancelled on me um, last minute. So I was just like, there's no episode. I can't deal with this. I was being very dramatic. But hey, we have an episode. Yeah, the universe brought us together yes, again. Yes, so. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. So um, as a heads up, this is, is going to be very like relationship based. Yeah, this is some red table talk Yeah, shit. so you might be triggered. You might get in your feels. I'm already in them and we haven't even fucking started. So... <laughs> Yes, right. Icebreakers. These are going to be triggering. How important is sex to you in a relationship? Ooh, um, sex. Ooh, so sex to me, it fluctuates. I think it depends on my mindset. Yeah. Um, Typically, sex isn't really that important to me in a relationship. I think that when it comes to feeling that we understand each other, feeling that we support each other, feeling that we are on the same page, um, and feeling that we listen to one another Mm -hmm. is more important because that then leads to good sex. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, because I did the whole like five love languages test. Yeah, yeah, same. um, It turns out that mine go in this order. So first it's acts of service. Okay. Then it is, oh my God, acts of service, words of affirmation. Then quality time. Okay. Then physical touch. Okay. Then receiving gifts. So I... I'm very much, I think it's probably also because I'm very work oriented yeah. and I grew up feeling like my work was my first love and mm. everything else came second, which is probably not the best way to look at things. Yeah. But um, looking at it that way, 
that is probably why I show my love that way as yeah. well as I like to receive my love that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So sex is, to answer the question very directly, not very important. important. Yeah, that's cool. Um, when I did my love languages thing, to be fair, I, I read the whole book and I was like, this is incredible. But my top two were quality time and words of affirmation. I scored the same amount on both, which to me made like complete sense because I'm very much like, I just want your time. Yeah. Um, when I'm dating or in a relationship, I'm not someone that like, like I don't like all the fancy shit. So like trips to the shard, I would rather you didn't. But just us spending quality time, like that could be like going for a walk or like yeah, binging on like Netflix. Just something to me that is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of how important sex is to me in a relationship, um, in my earlier relationships, which I will get into further on into the episode, it wasn't important to me at all. Yeah. But I've been with people who it was so important to them and I had to be like, how do I keep up with that? Yeah, yeah. That That's definitely a thing. I think trying to... Feeling... Because it, it becomes a bit of a pressuring thing, yeah. doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. also like, if you go into a relationship and like the first couple of times you've had sex, you've had incredible sex that yeah. lasts for hours yeah. and then you realize sex is very important and it's like, oh shit. I have how to keep am doing I, this, yeah. yeah how yeah. How am I going to keep up? But then... I think also that's the curse that we put on ourselves when we don't communicate. Yeah. Because once you do communicate and you're like, listen, like, I don't think I can do this, like, amazing, like, three hour, Every like, time. marathon, mm-hmm. like, all the time. And then, like, no, it's not that. It's just I want to feel close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very different. And then you, you kind of look at it a different way. And yeah. it's a failure that we all kind of come to every so often that we get very insular about Mm. our insecurities about it because we feel like we don't want it to make them feel like we're not into the relationship or we don't want it to seem like we can't keep up or we don't want it to seem like we can't we can't give them what it is that they want but a relationship is a two-way thing yeah so you know it's quite tricky okay my next icebreaker have you ever been heartbroken slash broken someone else's heart? Oh, that's really deep. Um, I have been heartbroken. There was this one guy that I was so into. And I remember because I actually had a Tumblr that I used to write poetry oh, on. Oh, shit. And he had called me while I was I think in sixth form Mm. and said he really wanted to see me. And I was like, yes, I'll come straight away. Like I had a free period last um, period of the day. So I left early and I went up to his and it was Fillimore Gardens in Kensal Green. Yeah. Kensal Rise, sorry. And I remember standing outside for an hour and 45 minutes and then it started raining. And even when it started raining, I stood there for another 30 minutes calling, texting, and he didn't respond at all and I remember standing there in the rain angrily like writing this poem being like I'm standing on the corner of Fillmore Gardens and you won't hear my call like at all and then we never spoke again after that um so that really messed me up oh my god I wish you guys could like see my face I'm literally here with my mouth wide open yeah that that like messed me up a lot and I think 
in terms of breaking hearts, it's unfortunate to say. I'm definitely not proud to say. Mm-hmm. But I have. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a fuck up. Yeah. It's same. so it's so messy because like you. When you're in something and then you think, you know, something's going wrong and you can't articulate it or you don't know how to articulate it or communication has been fraught before when you've tried to articulate it. And same with them. I'm not putting anything on anyone else. Maybe they felt that they can't articulate something to me. Um, And then what happens is you internalize and you make some very rash and stupid, selfish decisions. And then you realize, oh, shit, no, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. And by then it's too late mm-hmm. and it all comes out. Yeah. And then you end up destroying them, destroying the perception that they had of the relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know, like, you, you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I think in in saying I've broken hearts, I've damaged my own. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my god. It's never a situation where it's like, oh, have you broken hearts and like gotten out of it like no. scot free? Like, like because something dies in you every yeah, time you do like, it. I don't believe um when people like especially online ch- try and act like they're like completely savage, like, yeah, I've broken hearts, I'm a savage, like I don't care. And I'm just like that shit sticks with you. Yeah. Like, I I can openly say that I've had my heart broken, but I've also broken hearts. And it has been the worst thing to have to deal with, to, to think this person's pain is of a result of my actions. Exactly. It's what you have done. Yeah. You did that. And, and to just kind of, like, accept that and be able to almost sit in it and be completely accountable and be like okay like i did that um yeah we're gonna get into it um and i assume you don't want a safe word um no i don't want a safe word i think if there's anything that i feel like i can't answer fully for whatever reason Mm -hmm. i'll answer to the fullest that i can and we'll run away (laughs) run away from the question well we will stick on the topic of relationships and heartbreak and Mm -hmm. accountability um, so we had a brief conversation yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yep, yesterday. Um, and everything that you was telling me, I was just like, yes, we need to, to talk about this. Yeah. So would you like to share oh, um, what, what we talked about? I'll share a bit. Yeah. Um, so obviously, oh God. Um, the, the, the difficulty with this is also because like in a, in this situation, there's two people involved. So it's harder to just be like fully candid yeah. because you also have to respect the other the, person. Uh, 100%. Um, but yeah, so there has been a relationship. Yeah. There has been a betrayal of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore this has resulted in a breakdown of a relationship. Um, I'm speaking very objectively here. Yeah. Um, and the result is not always crystal clear. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when when someone fails in whatever way, fails to maintain trust, fails to fails to live up to the expectation of a relationship while 
we're all in our feelings they're also and it's weird because like everyone that i know is like oh my god you're a fucking robot like mm. how can you be like that but i'm like you know i've been in a situation where i've been heartbroken yeah and unfortunately i've also been in situations where i've made people feel the same way and i'm in a situation now where that has made someone feel the same way um but yeah it's i don't know i don't yeah. know like if there was a safe word, I'd probably be using it right now. <laughs> no, Give me a I, question first. I, okay, okay, okay. Um, so let me maybe if I give a story. Um, so if I think about a time where I have broken somebody's trust, um, and I think for me personally, when it comes to trust in a friendship in a relationship I take that shit so seriously mm-hmm. um especially with somebody that I'm intimate with um and I've found that when my trust has been broken or when I've broken trust when it comes to like thinking about being intimate with another person I completely freeze like I oh, think yeah. how can I give myself again to someone yeah. to potentially then be hurt. yeah 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 um in those situations, in I've 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 been in maybe two situations like that where mm-hmm. I've felt that my trust has been broken, um, but I also have witnessed people's trust being broken, and the result of certain behaviors of both parties, and this is also why people will say that I'm a bit robotic mm-hmm. in that sense. I we'll look at it and I'm like, okay, understandable. This has happened. How do I actually feel? Um, I step out of myself and try and start being very logical, um, which doesn't work for a lot of people Mm. because they think that you're disrespecting their feelings or that you're trying to rush the process. And honestly, when it's me, I'm not doing that. It's just the only way that I know how to cope. Yeah. on the other, on the flip side, if it's that I've broken someone's trust, I will also step out of myself and be like, okay, practically, what is it that needs to be done here? Mm-hmm. We need to speak in person. Mm. We need to have time away from each other. We then need to come back and speak in person potentially again. Sometimes it needs to happen two or three times. And mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't need to happen within a month. Sometimes it takes like six months, nine months, a year, you know, because there's there's heartache and there's pain. And you have to assess whether you want that person, whether you want to be with that person, whether you want to try and work through it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I think even with that, and I, I'm going to, say this very sensitively i like i do feel like when some people are are in pain they can kind of take on the role of i'm a victim i've been through this this is what you've done to me which i get yeah i also feel like when there is a breakdown in a relationship both parties are accountable of course and this, this is the thing that i think a lot of people need to be aware of um and again this is now I'm taking myself away from my situation. Yeah. So anyone who's listening, this is not pertaining to me to, yeah. or anyone directly involved with me. This is just me sw- speaking about relationships. I'm, I'm by no means a relationship guru. Mm, same. Um, but yeah, there is, there's a lot that has to be 
looked at. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time what we do is we look at the tip of the iceberg. This is what you've done. Yeah. And this is how it's been and yeah. so on. Um, but when you look at everything else mm-hmm. and you talk and actually talk and listen to each other. Because when you when there is a betrayal of trust, one person is hurt and therefore, when you come into speaking, you come in on the offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you call uh, because you've been the person to betray the trust, and you say, "Hey, can we talk?" And they're like, "Yeah, go on, say what you want." And already, there's, there's, yeah, you're yeah. talking at, at a wall, yeah. not even to a wall. You're talking at a mm-hmm. wall because there's no allowance for yeah. that. And then what then goes on to happen is you realize that you're talking at a wall and then you get pissed off. So you become very defensive and closed. And then the communication breaks down further. It's a very hard thing. Mm -hmm. It's very like, you know, like kumbaya thing to do, which is like, okay, right. Well, let's actually both sit and like work through this. You don't have to work through it to get to get back together. But what you do need to work through is what happened Mm. because we'll both go away and learn from it you both go away and learn from it um it's crazy that like i'm quite lucky in some ways i think this happened not with this most recent one but i had a, a previous relationship where when the relationship broke down i also broke down yeah and I was Ooh, on antidepressants. Yeah. Oh and I, my God. <laughs> I was put on antidepressants yep. and I was in CBT, cognitive yep. behavioral therapy. And that's where I learned that sometimes you need to step outside of yourself. Yeah. So I would be like, okay, cool. This is what's happened. Yep. This is what's been done. This is what I've done. Yeah. This is how this person is choosing to react. How am I going to react to their reaction? How am I going to communicate mm-hmm. with them once the lines of communication are open? Mm hmm. Um, and accountability comes into that hugely. Yeah. There's, you can't go into something being like, oh, well, you know, I was feeling like this because you did this. Yeah. No. I was feeling like this. I was in this place. This is how I felt. This led me to do this. Mm. I apologize for having hurt you. I, I acknowledge the wrong that I have done. I know why I did that yeah. wrong. I want to speak to you about why I did that wrong so that if there is any hope of us being together we can support each other better yeah. so that doesn't happen. And I think even if it isn't a case of, of us being t- uh, together, but just for like our sanity to yeah, be able to exactly, have... exactly, because you end up questioning kind of, everything. Yeah. So like, so yeah, so my last relationship, and I'm certain I've said this before, like on the board, it, it ended very suddenly and it caught me off guard completely. Mm-hmm. So I had a very like dark period um where I went to therapy I was on meds I wasn't sleeping I wasn't eating it was it was just it was a, a very awful time and and every time I think about how I was then I'm just like shit like that was that was bad um but I think the one thing that I'm the most unhappy about is that we never had a conversation yeah so I wasn't able to kind of fully understand why he made that choice to be like, this is done. Cause mm-hmm. to me, it came out of nowhere. I, I did not get it whatsoever. Um, so I think things like that are so important. And 
I have a friend who, whether she's in a relationship or dating or even if it's just like casual, she will make sure that she has a conversation with whoever just to understand why like it's broken down. Even if it's her that's been like, okay, like, you know what, this isn't working, but let's take the time to sit together face to face Mm -hmm. and say, this is what I feel I did. This is what I feel that you did. Let's talk and be done. Um, But if, if we kind of go into like your situation, mm-hmm. um, and I guess the publicness of it, yeah, because it was made quite yeah. public. Um, are you happy to, <laughs> to talk about that? Um, like, just there was social like, media bits shared. Okay. Um, indirect, direct, indirects. Yeah. Um, and when that happened, people around me were like oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, how can you do this? Like, or how can this person uh, do this? Like, you know, you had this and that together and blah, blah. And to me, I'm like, and I I by no means think I'm a saint in saying this. I by no means think I'm being some kind of like Dalai Lama, like Mm -hmm. whatever. I was just very much like, well, look, this is the mess that has been made. Yeah. And by me. So... I'm not now going to sit there and be like, oh, you can't do this and, you know, like retaliate. No, like people are in their feelings. Mm. And the only way that you can get someone out of their feelings is actually just by coming back and being level and just communicating. And it's it's really actually it's probably quite rich coming from me because the, the whole reason that all of this shit has happened is because I failed to communicate when I was spiraling. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but like, why do you think that was that, what? that you didn't communicate? Because it was hard. I mean, there have been, there are times and there, and this is the thing I'm, again, I'm not putting it on anyone. There are times when, when I'm communicating how I'm feeling, I can come off really sharp. Mm. And that's also due to the fact that I tried to be quite logical. Yeah. And so when I come off sharp for whatever reason, it's taken very emotionally Mm. and then communication breaks down. The conversation stops for Mm. whatever reason or in whatever way. And then the next day it's unresolved. But then it comes out when three of your friends are sitting in the living room and um, there's a how are you? And there's an I'm still dealing with an unresolved issue from last night. And it's been said in front of three of your friends. Oh, damn. and again, there's no anger or malice in saying yeah. that it's because there's going to be a, a million people who identify with it. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm very much like, OK, now what? Mm. You know, how do we then have that communication? Because because I'm hurt, I've communicated something and then I've hurt you in the way that I've communicated it. And then the next day when I'm trying to communicate with you, you hurt me because yeah. you're hurt oh from what God, I said. Oh my God, what a cycle. Yeah, hurt people hurt yeah, people. Yeah, for real. Um, which is what one of my very close friends who I was speaking to these past few days said to me. Yeah. He was like, you are not an intrinsically bad person. And you have not done something that's never been done before. Yeah. You've done something that never wanted to be done. Yeah in the situation that you're in Mm. but there's a reason for it Mm. and you need to sit with yourself and find that reason and i was like yeah i guess so but like i've just acted really shitty yeah and then i speak to another friend and she's like 
you can't beat yourself up about this shit because this is actually how you've been because she lived with me before and she's like this is how you've been this is what you've done before so this actually seems a bit like a pattern Mm. how did this how did this get triggered and then we worked through it and it was like okay well this breakup that i have caused is a result of another breakup not with a relationship but with a work situation like a breakup from there yeah and then not being able to support myself not feeling like 100 percent myself like manly sexually whatever then feeling like you want support and then not being able to say the kind of support that you you want want. and then when you aren't able to say the kind of support that you want you go to other people to try and get that support that you want and then you really you feel like be- they're giving you that support but they're yeah. not they're just yeah. being there and yeah. listening to you oh my god oh my god and then what happens is you then think oh my god do i even like it, like if i'm getting all of this support from everywhere else then like what's going on here and then yeah. you start um trying to keep options open yeah and that's where the biggest fuck up happened in trying to keep options open because mm-hmm. you've i've in in all of that you've not communicated hey this is how I feel. Yeah, yeah. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. Yeah. And, but then it's hard to say that. It's hard to say, I can't, you know, have sex. Or I don't feel romantic. Mm. So like, for me, if I kind of um, scale through the relationships that I've, I've had, um, I think it's only through pain that I've experience that I've become very like matter of fact mm-hmm. so if I'm in a relationship now I'm I'm so accepting of people's behavior right and some people are, are just like Georgette like that's really cold and I'm just like it's not even a case of me trying to be cold but I'm very much like if this has already happened what can I do other mm-hmm. than just accept what has happened mm-hmm. um but it's taken me a long time to get to this point um and like you I um caused a breakup so this was my first relationship this was years ago um and I wasn't happy I probably could have communicated this like a lot better and I didn't and then I was like you know what I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to be blah blah um ended it and he took to Facebook and just used Facebook as like a personal diary to kind of express his hurt and very openly be like, she's caused this, she's done this, would post very like dark and dark and depressive images, Mm -hmm. would like tag me in. So like any friends that followed us knew our entire shit. Not only any friends, but anyone you work with, anyone you could work with. Like it was like, for me, it was very embarrassing because I was just like, this is something that we're d- going through privately. Yeah. But and you've, you've invited all of these opinions yeah, yeah. that don't need to be there. Right. But you see the thing with that, and this is why I say like, sometimes you just have to like let live and let live yeah. is because when someone is ha- like, is in, in like we're now on the same page yeah. where it's like, okay, we've caused something. Yeah. And, People are people. We yeah. can't control it. Mm-hmm. 
we can't control the way they process stuff. And sometimes we all lash out. Like, listen, even when Kim Kardashian was in the car with Chloe and Malika and posting all of that shit and then mm. she took it down. Like, it's an initial reaction because sometimes people have knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, for real. And being in, not the, I won't say the public eye because that sounds so wanky, <laughs> but like being, being... You're people, a public figure. I mean, it says so on my Instagram, but it doesn't mean that I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're a public figure. But like being being people who are social, social, social yeah, people, yeah. like very social and we have to be social for work. That's when the embarrassment comes yes. in. But listen, the embarrassment that you feel or that I may feel yeah. from whatever has happened is nothing compared to the embarrassment that that person feels which is also what i've been thinking because it's like oh okay cool like yeah like you know i do this work and i do that work and this is where i am and you know this person has shot me for this publication and all this Mm. shit but they're also the person that's standing by you in every single thing and then for you to go and do that they don't know how many people know about your indiscretions Mm. they don't know how many people have been you know contacted or involved with you in whatever way so they're just trying to put it all out so it's like listen i didn't know like i just i don't know like this is this is where i'm at like what what do i do it's a lot of the time some people think it's like trying to win sympathy yeah but it's not actually trying to win sympathy it's just because you don't know which person close to you already knew yeah oh shit yeah and then it's like so you go and talk to them and then you're talking to them but you're in the back of your mind you're paranoid that oh they already they, yeah. they knew they've yeah, been new they, they've been done new like yeah. it's like okay cool like yeah, you know well. it doesn't work like that mm. so with embarrassment at, at having made the mistake that caused the breakup everyone that does that needs to just simmer down yeah because you can't yeah but like I get it um but I think it is very easy to feel like this person is trying to play victim. And especially mm-hmm. if you've tried to have a conversation and then they're like, no, I don't want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and then they take to like social media yeah, to vocalize see, everything. And I'm just like, but also, we can just talk. Yes, but th- th- who says that they want to? Yeah. You know, it's because I actually, I have sent... I, in the past, have sent um, uh, an apology text when, you know, something's blown up. I've been like, actually, it's not my place to be blowing up your phone and saying that, oh, we need to talk, we need to talk, because you're the one that's actually processing the hurt. Yeah. So... I can't come to you and be like, we need to talk yeah. now. Like, this is what needs. Yeah, 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 yeah like, yeah, yeah. you know, for I'm not going to call real. you because calling is invasive. Yeah. I will text and be like, hey, let me know when you're good to talk. And you can, you can send 50 texts. You can send a text every week for a year and sometimes they won't respond. And then when they finally do, that's when they're ready to talk. And that's when you have to also be ready to revisit everything that you were feeling when you were panicking and wanting to talk with them because the other problem that we face as social facing people and proud people and there's a lot of pride in the world especially now with instagram and how many followers you have and shit is that 
you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, like, I've tried and it's been two weeks, so we haven't spoken, so, like, fuck this, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, you can't do that. That's me. (laughs) But, sis, it's it's literally everyone, though. Like, it's everyone. And then you actually have to realize, you have to stop yourself and be like, wait a second. Mm. In what world is it okay for me to dictate the terms of someone else's healing? But then I think... On the flip side, and the reason that, that I know that that is me is, is because I get to like a point where like I'm just like, how much longer am I going to have to keep trying for? And then as I'm, long as they want you to, because you fucked up. And that's. The, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's 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 terrible. And it also sounds like you're acquiescing a lot, which is what a lot of people will say, because, you know, communication is a two way thing. Yeah. And like you said, the breakdown of a relationship is also a two-way thing. Maybe it's not exactly the same thing. Maybe it's not the exact same percentage. Maybe someone has done 20%. That's triggered someone's 50%. That went to 100%. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, you cannot ask that question. You just have to be patient. We, we, We wait for our grades from uni and you know, or from for GCSEs and we're not, how much longer am I yeah. going to wait? You know, we wait for our food orders from Just Eat sometimes for three hours. Yeah, and yes, we're complaining, the but the fact of the matter is mm-hmm. we're still waiting mm-hmm. for it. So why is it that if it's someone that you love, claim to love, have loved, whatever, that you're now trying to rush that situation? Yeah. You just have to take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. And it may be shit they may talk shit about you they may indirect sometimes they'll block you from their instagram stories and their instagram posts yeah. and their facebook posts and then, and then post for indirect. everyone yes. else to see oh my god i've been there you know, sometimes they'll post a screenshot of their instagram with the number of dms that they've got in the top corner of oh the god. thing so that you know that they're sending you a message saying i'm talking about you to yeah. this many people yeah but what you have to do is just be like well, I made my bed, mm. I'm going to lay in it. But then with that, so with a very um, public breakup, mm-hmm. do you find that friends kind of pick a side and that the relationship with friendship with friendships can be quite strained? It has happened before okay. that friends have picked sides. Um, and I don't think it's intentional. I think sometimes... The friends who have become mutual friends of both of you feel that one of you can deal better Mm. than the other. Or sometimes they feel like, okay, you fucked up. So we're going to like leave you for a bit and just make sure this person's okay. It's it's okay. Um, And then when we come back, we'll come back. And you just have to, that's another thing you have to deal with. Um, I have, I'm very lucky to have a very frank group of friends who will say, sis, you fucked up. Yeah. And they'll say, I'm not picking sides. But I'm just letting did, you know, yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. This is this is where this is all stemmed from. Mm. And if you are willing to own your shit and try and be better and communicate better and be honest with all of us across mm. the board, not, you know, talk to us and say, oh, this, that, and the other did happen. And maybe this didn't happen, yeah. you know, obscuring facts mm. and shit. Like, if you're happy to be really open and honest with us, then there's a chance for us to also trust you again because 
what you've done, even though it's not directly affecting them, is you've shattered the friendship circle. Yeah, that's very true. That is very, very true. Um, because I've had times where I've felt like friends have picked a side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't actually think, it, is it because that person was very much saying, I'm not coping with this. So they were trying to be there like, shoulder to cry on mm-hmm. whereas i was very much like this is what it is yeah um and i think even when i think about the kind of person that i am now a lot of people just kind of feel like oh georgette's fine like she literally deals with with everything mm-hmm. and that is probably because well partly because i you i switch do off. yeah um, but also I'm not really someone that was, is going to openly be like, help me. Yes, of course. And that's a problem that yeah. you need to, that we all need to check yeah. in ourselves. We have to be like, help me. Mm. Um, and when it comes to people thinking that you're going to be okay, or you feeling like people think that you're going to be okay, so they're leaving you. Yeah. You, no one knows. Yeah. You know, you have to just have the best hopes for everyone. I... Some of my friends have said that I'm like an eternal optimist. Mm. Some people say I'm a chronic bitch. Um, <laughs> but the, the the eternal optimist part comes from the fact that even if I think someone has like ratted me out or done me dirty or betrayed me or whatever, I'm or maybe this is something has happened and now they're not speaking to me. Mm. Like a breakdown of a relationship has happened and someone's not spoken to me for five, six, seven days. I'm not thinking to myself, this is the reason they did this. Yeah. Because again, be, if you're truly owning your shit, mm-hmm. you can't put anything on anyone else. Yeah. So what I what you then have to think is, okay, cool. Maybe they're just being a good friend to the person, the person. who is hurt. Yeah. Who is dealing with much more raw emotions than you. And you have to be thankful for that. Yeah. If anyone in your friendship circle is being a good friend, even if it, maybe you knew them before mm. you even got in the relationship, and they're being a good friend to the person that you've hurt, you have to be thankful. Mm. Because you know, because they will ride for you, that they will ride for that person. Yeah. And if that means you're going to be persecuted by them, or grilled by them, and been like, bitch, what the fuck? Why did you do that? You still have to be grateful for the fact yeah. that they are making sure that that other person mm. is okay. Like I think for me, I'm someone who is, um, I'm able to own my shit, but one thing that I, I can't deal with is someone reminding me of my shit. I'm, oh I'm yeah, like, no, okay, that's very annoying. You did this and da 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 da, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm aware, I'm sitting in my shit, I'm owning it, I'm like, okay, this is me. But, but that's pride. Is it pride? That's pride, <laughs> that's pride right there. <laughs> you know, like, it's <laughs> again like I some people are gonna listen to this and be like, bitch, how do you even <laughs> sit here and talk about any of this shit? But it is pride. Mm. It is pride. You know, I've had relationships before where, you know, I have been a really shit boyfriend in whatever way. I'm not I'm not going into details because I think it's very personal yeah, and people course. know who I've like dated. So um but you know, relationships two, three, four six years ago where I have been a shady ass bitch Mm. and been terrible 
in so many ways and been great in so many other ways, but been absolutely fucking terrible. Fundamentally, a relationship was not had because yeah. of the terrible things that I did. Mm. And for someone to come and remind me at first, I remember like, oh, but you did this and you did this and you did this and this is how you were. And yeah, I got pissed off. And I'm like, wait, but hold on. Why am I getting angry at this angry person it, yeah. for just stating facts? Mm. We Like accountability is everything it's all encompassing you can say listen i really don't want to have to talk about this again but if they want to talk about it because they're hurt they are perfectly within their right yeah to. and like so i'm thinking about my my ex now and that was like his thing where like we would talk about it and then i'd be like okay cool we're at like a mutual un- um like line like almost mm-hmm. and he would like beat it over and over yeah and no over people do again. that and i used to struggle with that so much because like i was just like you're just berating me now but not, not you know what yes to, to some extent that does happen mm. and some people are very in their feelings i call it emotional indulgence yeah when you're indulging in the pain because you are not ready to move on yeah but the key word the key term there is you're not ready to move on that person Mm. is not ready to move on they're still processing stuff they're still hearing songs that they listen to for the first time with you yeah and that triggers something Mm. and then they walk past the restaurant where you had your first or second date and then that triggers something and then they are walking past a clothing store that you guys both went to and you both got a really nice look and then the weekend that you got that nice look, you went out and you did the best, the most, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and then they've seen pictures that you have had at club nights together with your whole group of friends. And then they look at all of those friends and then they think, which one of them knew? And Mm -hmm. then it puts doubt in their minds about the friends that they had around them. And then also puts further doubt in their minds about you. Mm -hmm. You have basically spilled oil over this beautiful fucking silk gown of a relationship that you've made. <sighs> so when people come back at you like that, before I used to get hella mad. Yeah. Be like, why, the, why are you blowing up my phone at 3 a.m. telling me this, that, and the other? But at 3 a.m., they could have remembered that at 3 a.m. on the 22nd of May, you guys were both on the way back from, I don't know, the box. Yeah. And you got home and you fell asleep and then you woke up in the morning and you took a selfie mm. with and both of you had like two fingers, two fingers up yeah. to say like 22nd of May but also to signify two years yeah. you know all of that comes into play mm. and you just you you like part of being an adult is part of, is is understanding one that you're not perfect yeah but then also that no one else is perfect and in no one else being perfect, they're not going to process stuff the perfect way. Yeah. I, you know, I was, again, one of my friends was talking to me and he was like, I know you think life is PR because I think of everything yeah. in like <laughs> PR terms. Yeah. I literally think I'm Kim Kardashian. <laughs> um, I mean, I also have psoriasis, so I might as well be. Yeah. But, you know, he was like, I know you think life is PR, but life is also hella unpredictable. Yeah. So you can't go about, oh my God, you can't go about, thinking that people are going to react in the most pr friendly way you know it's life isn't a fucking publicity stunt like life is processing loads of random shit life is processing your 
aren't getting cancer whilst you're also feeling a certain way or, you know, someone in your family passing whilst your relationship isn't really feeling good or processing some insecurity because someone's come up to you and said, oh, yeah, you and me and your partner have like really great chemistry or whatever, you know, like all of this shit. And then all of these doubts play up in your mind as well. So I definitely wanted to touch on like insecurities as well, because I... I haven't always been the most confident person. And I think even now there are still parts of my like low confidence that kind of, they get kind of loud sometimes and they're like, oh my God, like why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to insecurity in a relationship, so I have been with people who have been very like sex driven, like the sex drive is insane. And I've had to think, how the fuck am I going to keep up mm-hmm. with you? So you don't look elsewhere. Um, and I think this was definitely prior to me being more sec- sexually open, mm-hmm. sexually free. Um, so it didn't feel organic. Like everything felt quite, quite forced. And if I'm honest, one of my like goes to's to like fix any issue was to be like, let me just have sex with him. Like, let me have sex. Mm-hmm. He's going to feel better. And then we can kind of forget that this has happened. Um, which is is just down to me being insecure or at the time anyway mm-hmm. about myself or thinking um, just because we're together, he shouldn't find any other woman attractive still, which is a very crazy way to think. It's that, a very Disney way yeah, to think, isn't it? Disney like, relationships. People are still going to find other people attractive. That's normal. We're human beings. Yeah. Um, and I've had conversations with people like now where 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 like I'm just like don't put that pressure on your partner to not find anyone else attractive because you I'm I'm certain will still find people like attractive and Mm -hmm. if I'm completely honest with myself even when we were together I still found other men attractive I felt bad but I definitely did whereas like if I was in a situation now, mm. like I wouldn't feel bad. Like I would be like, that's a very attractive man or that's a very like attractive woman because yeah. I'm I'm not like a stone. I'm not like a but robot. I mean, yeah, but I think, so you're talking like about a, like appearance insecurity or- Yeah. Right, so appearance insecurity. Um, I don't think I've experienced it. I've experienced, no, that's a lie. That's, strike that from the record. <laughs> I just told a fucking lie. Um, I experience appearance insecurity a lot. Um, I was actually talking on another podcast mm-hmm. a couple of days ago about how I'm looking at Instagram and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, do I get like a filler in the bridge of my nose so that like what? I have a straighter nose? Do I get a filler in my top lip? Is my bum big enough? Is my chest big enough? Are my arms big enough? You know, am I attractive? But I don't, I, I don't, I don't manage to bring that into a yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's also because, again, thankfully because of my parents and also because of cognitive behavioral therapy, um, I can remove that and see it as an issue in itself. And this is how I'm going to deal with it by working out a little bit every day Mm -hmm. and wearing stuff that makes my silhouette look the way that I want it to, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, So appearance, insecurity in relationships I have I've not brought mine yeah. into. I've been in relationships where that has come into play mm-hmm. where because I like my form 
even though I can be insecure about it, I like my form. And therefore, anyone who has a similar form to me that I deem potentially better than my form, I will appreciate. And I didn't realize in a past relationship that when I see someone like that, I like drink them in with my eyes. Mm. And that's not me being like, yeah, I want to fuck him. It's literally just like, oh my God, like his chest comes this far out and it's really like high like in the center of the chest as well as on the outside it's a good shape and his bum comes out and it's like actually like like a table yeah you know and then his thighs like show through yeah the gray joggers or whatever and like what you don't realize is when you're drinking someone in the way that i did uh so to speak is that the person that you're with actually notices because Mm. they know what your eyes look like when you're attracted to someone because you have looked at them the same way yeah Mm -hmm. so it's important in relationships to make sure that the other person feels beautiful because that insecurity that you're feeling because of your body or your appearance is only further exacerbated when you're in a relationship when you feel that you're not getting any recognition for how you look or appreciation of how you look there was there have been times in relationships where I realize I'm here working on myself like I need to be the best me I can be. But I've not said once, you are beautiful and I love the way you look. Mm. And I want to kiss you all the time and I want to hold your hand. And I'm so proud that you you can even stand next to me because I think you're stunning. Yeah, but but like I I think with that, um, that's also when your insecurity can crop up because I've had guys be like oh my god like you're so beautiful you have an amazing body blah 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 but in my mind i'm just like why are you lying like stop it yeah but that's on you yeah that's not yeah on them. no 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 that's completely that's totally on, on you um and the thing is if you feel that way the the question why are you lying yeah is not the best thing yeah for the, real. the, the best way to respond <laughs> because we all like to play coy and shit why are you yeah, lying stop stop yeah, you know stop. all that shit yeah. but like if you actually genuinely mean it the best way to respond is thank you baby I'm actually really feeling like this at the moment. So can we do this? You know, thanks, babe. I actually feel like my bum's like deflated. So can you like, just show me like a squat jump? Or like, let's go to the gym together. Mm. Or maybe let's go running together. Mm. You know, we we become so insular. uh, I'm speaking now specifically about queer people as well. But I'm sure like hetero people feel that Mm. as well. We become very insular because for a long time you're hiding who you are. Yeah. And so you're hiding all of the good things and the bad things about you. So when you finally get into a relationship and you just want to show all of the good things, all of the bad things, Mm. you're still hiding. Mm. Or the things that you think are bad, rather, you're still hiding. So then you can't even bring yourself to talk about it. Mm. You know, you can't bring yourself to say, listen, I've had this problem in the past and... I don't know why it happens. It feels like I'm out of control. Yeah. Because if you say that in the beginning or at a time in your relationship, I feel like I'm spiraling. And when I spiral, I I do things that hurt people. Then they're on the lookout for you. They've got your back and you've got theirs. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, you know, when I haven't been to the gym for five days, I feel unattractive. And then that makes me feel like you find me unattractive. And then that makes me not want to have sex with you because I don't want to take off my clothes. And then because I don't want to take off my clothes and I want to sleep in a t-shirt and my briefs, then you start questioning why I'm doing that, which makes me feel even more insecure. Mm -hmm. You know, and hindsight is a fucking bitch. Damn it. Because if... (laughs) 
Because everything I'm saying right now, if I had practiced everything that I had preached, things would be very different. Same. Oh my goodness. Same. Wow. You know what? That's completely thrown me off because I was like, shit, this is me. Like, I am the exact same. Like, all I really need is to just be like on, on my gym game for a week and I mentally I feel better physically I look better I feel more attractive I mm-hmm. feel a lot more sexy I I, I probably want to have like a lot more sex because I'm just like do you see this Damn. fucking body yeah, like exactly. what um but when it is the opposite um I I have felt very unattractive and, and I've had previous partners be like do you not find me attractive? And I'm just like, yes, no, happens. like I find when you, you like so sexy. Yeah, when you feel unattractive yeah. and you're not saying, then they feel like you don't find them attractive. Them, and yeah. this is my this is my thing. You know, the the I feel the least attractive when I don't have money. And it's not because I want to pay for everything. I just want to be able to pay my way. Yeah. So when I went through that work breakup, mm. I felt incredibly unattractive. And the easiest way to feel attractive is to f- be found attractive by people who don't know your situation mm. because you can just be some big high flying baller to anyone yeah. because it's just like, Oh, like just a chat or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And again, like I don't condone this and I'm not saying people should do it, but that's the way that things happen mm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're then like, okay, cool. Well, I feel unattractive because I can't do this. Therefore, this person must be finding me unattractive as well. This, they must be finding me a burden. And I don't want to be a burden because that's pissing me off now. Every time we have to go out, you have to pay for me. You have to do yeah, this. You have yeah, to do that. Yeah. So let me just let me just like remove myself From, yeah. and find somewhere or something or someone that doesn't know that I'm completely broke. Yeah. And if I have to travel from east london to central i'm jumping on the back of the 38 sitting next to the window and waiting for fucking inspectors and when they get on i can get off really quickly do you know what i mean like it's all of that and it's it's cowardly Mm. it's anxiety yes and i'm not i'm not berating anyone for it but in my situation in how I was thinking for someone who claims to be so direct and mm. upfront and everything, it was complete cowardice. For real, for real. Um, damn it, what was it? Oh yeah, I was also gonna say that I, I feel like when it comes to your um, attractiveness, Instagram doesn't help. Oh my God, right? no, it doesn't at it, all. It doesn't help at all. And anyone that I'm dating or talking to or whatever, I'm not gonna follow you on shit because I don't kind of want to go to the, what, like the... Who they've liked. Who who they've liked. Because I will get in my head so quick and be like, you have liked everyone that doesn't look like me. Right. So is that what you find attractive? Right. And am I like an anomaly? Like... Yeah. So I'm... But that again is a you problem. It is a me problem. It is. So that's why I'm just like, the way that I'm going to deal with my problem is just not follow you because I don't want to see who you're liking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um... Unless we are like that open where, so if I'm dating someone and they are aware that I find women attractive, I don't have an issue with them sending me like a picture like of a woman be like, oh my God, she's fit. Cause I'd be like, for real. Um, but that's had to be something that I've had to work up to. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've been in other relationships where I'm going through their likes and I'm scrolling. I'm just like, why do you like all of these hoes? Like, mm. and then, but 
as you said, that is very much a me problem. Um, oh, this has been great. This, you know what? This is fucking therapy. I mean, it this is, is very much is. this is right literally now. a red table talk. Oh like, my goodness! Let's, let's call it a patterned rug, a Persian rug talk. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know, we're in a studio that has a Persian rug on the floor. For so. real? Ah, okay. Something else that I wanted to touch oh, on. Shit, here we go. Yes, for real. Trauma. Uh huh. And um, so for instance, we've both been in a situation where it's ended because we've been unfaithful. When it comes to talking to somebody new. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about telling them like, okay, so you know what? I'm pretty upfront about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way that you can. Oh God, this is going to sound really shit. It's not like you're preparing the person for it. But if you don't say it out yeah. loud to someone else, you can also then somehow trigger your body and your mind into lying that it never happened. Mm. And then Deep what shit. happens? You do the same thing again. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think it's it's best to have an open and honest yeah, conversation and about I think it. Sometimes you kind of have to tell people what you're capable of doing or what you. Or yeah, what but that's fucking of. scary. I mean, obviously, it, yeah, yeah, it is it's terrifying because you think, oh my god, what if I tell you and then you're like, you know what, I don't want to take that risk. Yeah, like, I'm, but you know what, that's fine. Yeah, but this is the thing. Sometimes people, are, sometimes people won't want to take the risk. Mm. And that's another thing that we all have to be, like, basically, we just can't take shit personally. Yeah. It's really, really terrible. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, you're just putting a Band-Aid on life. You can't take shit. Nah, you literally can't take shit personally. Like, I, you can't take it personally that you got told that they're, you, you're, they're not going to be doing fashion anymore at wherever it is that you yeah. work and then all of us like a seven days later you get an email from the same person who told you there's not going to be fashion anymore telling you that oh now we're hiring someone who's going to be doing your role just wanted to let you know you know you yeah. you can't take that personally yeah, yeah, yeah and you can't take it personally that oh god it's 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 oh this sounds so insensitive but you, ju- you can't take it personally mm-hmm. that this has happened because it's not because of just you. You can't put it on yourself. And, you know, like, to be honest, we're in 2019. So, and I think a lot of people are smarter than to put everything on, on themselves the, anyway. Yeah, for real. You know, a lot of people will probably get more angry and put it all on the other person. Which is just as unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Because you have, to, you have to be able to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, you fucked up. And you did 99.99999% of it. Yeah. But there might be a 0001 <laughs> percent that i did something to yeah for real in some way shape or form mm. so mm. be open basically is what we're practically saying be open in like every situation um i'm i'm all for honesty like i would rather know everything from early on than get like a surprise later on yeah like three months down the line yeah. when, like, maybe like before you thought oh no i don't want to be in this relationship and then Three months down the line, you're like, shit, this is like great. This is the, you know, this is the best we've ever been. Mm. And then it's like, what, really? Really? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Because <laughs> it's so? You because just said that. You just did this. Yeah, for real. For real. Um, yeah. And I, the, the open and honest part, I'm, you know, I've been quoted at so, I, I, I can be quoted at so many of the talks and podcasts that I've done saying open and honest, open and honest. And some people who, who may listen to this will be like, you ain't shit for saying that. <laughs> um, 
but it is it's the hardest thing it's the scariest thing it's hmm. also the best thing that can you can ever do because if you are truly trying to be open and honest before you even go and commit any crimes quote unquote mm. you've actually stated i'm really not sure of myself right yeah. now i'm really not sure of where our relationship is right now i'm really not sure of how I'm feeling towards you, how yeah. I'm feeling towards myself. Um, and I just need some help. Mm. And if they can't help you directly, they will ask someone who's close to them, yeah. how do I deal with this? Mm. And come back and try and help you. Um, and I think even with that, like I just kind of wanted to say, as much as we're talking about relationships in the romantic sense i think this can also, this can be applied to everything yeah because um i've had like friendships where i've not been open and honest about how i'm feeling yeah how i'm feeling in terms of the friendship if i feel like i'm constantly giving 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 mm-hmm. giving oh my god we spoke about this after the last podcast yeah, that we recorded yeah and you're just taking like happily taking from me because it's gonna get to a point, even if I'm not like aware that I'm processing it, the back of my mind, I'm, I'm gonna think I'm done. Yeah, you're like fully just rinsing me yeah. dry, and you're not giving me anything yeah, in return. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a, like it's a, it's even the same for work. Yeah, work situations as well. If you feel like you're being pushed in a certain direction and you don't think you can do it creatively or whatever, you just have to say. And for those of you who are in managerial positions and you think that what the direction that said person that you don't think is going that you think is going in is wrong Mm -hmm. say that because all you're doing is actually give furthering trust issues in that person if you lie yeah so to everyone out there who i have (laughs) lied to um wronged i am sorry because wow. I think we all have to, we all have to apologize. Um, also, please don't take this as like some kind of like come to Jesus, Jordan <laughs> Woods, Bridget Jones. Like, no, is it Bridget Jones? Like, moment. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, this is just this is like a this is like an open conversation. Mm. And it's while we're having this conversation, people are going to be listening to this conversation as well. And I think it's important that we know that like an apology is not. I am sorry. But you have to understand. Yeah. It's I'm sorry for hurting you. An apology is not I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah. Or I'm sorry that (laughs) you took what I said that way. It's Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I am sorry for hurting you. Yeah. I am sorry for breaking your trust. Mm -hmm. I am sorry for humiliating you. I'm sorry. And I think even that also take the time to apologize to yourself. Yeah. Um, for doing that to yeah, yourself. Yeah, for doing it to yourself, for, for putting yourself through that. Yeah. For having to find some kind of strange way to cope because you weren't communicating. Yeah. Um, and I have found very weird and wonderful ways of, air quotes, coping. Mm-hmm. Um, when in actuality, all I was doing was just spiraling deeper and deeper. Yeah. And deeper just because yeah. I wasn't having yeah. open especially and honest when you conversations. Think, especially when you start spiraling and then work starts getting good. And you're like, oh, I'm not spiraling anymore this because I, I can pay for great. stuff yeah. and I can do this and I can do that. And actually, no, mm-hmm. you are spiraling because what you're using is your work to cover up all of the shit yeah. 
that is going wrong. And and I think for me, I am someone that it's very easy for me to hide behind. Oh my god, I'm just so busy. Oh yeah. my god, I've got so I've got so many projects going on. I'm mm-hmm. doing this, da, da da da. But behind all of that, I'm literally just like, this isn't going well. Like I have used drugs as a way of of coping because being sober and trying to deal with shit was just like you know, oh girl just hell no like no thank you but also using drugs as an excuse to do the shit that you're doing so yeah. that you can say i was high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i my whole so i i used to smoke a lot of weed um and my whole thing was like being able to to just drift off like nothing matters and then being able to sleep. Like even today, I was stressed out about so much about the show. Um, and I was just like, I can't do this. And I took a nap. Because I just needed like a way to just escape. So whereas before, like would it be like, let me roll up, let me smoke something mm-hmm. and just kind of like think about absolutely nothing. Yeah, for me it was wine. Yeah. Wine, wine has always been yeah. <laughs> a good and bad friend. <laughs> same actually same like i um went through my fridge today and i was just like there are way too many like half bottles in this half fridge. bottles says, <laughs> listen if you're it gonna get a bottle just, it was just drink the whole thing but too many bottles kids, and i was alcoholism like alcoholism you know is what? a problem and yeah. we don't endorse it we, we definitely don't <laughs> um but i was like you know what let me just empty these out and just have like a clear like even like my space like my room like, where i live sometimes i'm like I, I need to clear this place out mm. to kind of clean my my energy. Yeah. Um and like especially if it if if it's been like a dark time, so I haven't opened any windows, my curtains haven't been drawn from who knows when. Mm. There's just kind of bits of food everywhere and where I've just laundry kind of laundry just piled just up to the piling ceiling. up and I'm just like, clear all of this and you'll have a clearer mindset. Yeah. You'll be able to have better conversations. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a Tamaray, um, he said to me, when I feel really overwhelmed and my room is a mess, every time I get up, I challenge myself to put one thing away. And I kind of like, I'm thinking about that now. Yeah. And I'm thinking about relationships and work and life yeah. and whatever. And I get very overwhelmed, you know, like Same. if I'm, I'll have to do like three or four events sometimes back to back. And then like, you know, I'll go, go dance or I'll go and do something and drag. And then I crash for three or four days. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't cope. I can't clean. I can't eat. I don't want to order food. I don't even want to look at my phone. I don't know how much money I spent. Like mm. all of this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I need some time to rest. So I'm going to give myself that time. Yeah. You have to be in tune with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then every time I do get up, I challenge myself to put something away. And now every time I do get up and I have failed someone, broken someone's trust, made someone feel upset, I challenge myself to do something that puts part of the problem away. If it's sending a very considered apology voice note or text or saying, hey, let me know when you're ready to talk and being consistent because a lot of the time when we've wronged someone, what we do is we're like, let me know when you're ready to talk, blah, blah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But that day they won't want to read the text. The next day, there's no new text saying that you still want to talk. Mm. So to them, that was it. That's it. You're done. It was a passing moment. You need to be consistent. Mm. You know, if you want to fix something, you need to be consistent. If you want to make amends, you need to be consistent. You can't think that you're going to make amends on your terms Mm. because it takes two people 
to exp- to uh, two people are in a relationship or five people are in a relationship or ten people are in a relationship and it breaks down mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And then you have to come back and be like, okay, so how do I then go about cleaning up this mess? Yeah. If it's a round table and you get everybody together <laughs> and it's like, listen, so be it. grill me, <laughs> then do it. And yeah. if it's not that, then it's like, hey, understand what you've done to each person in the situation. You know, you and your partner have broken up because of something that you've done. And they were with two friends who are mutual friends of both of you when this happened. So those people are instantly dragged into it. And then the people on social media who message you because they've seen things on social media, Mm -hmm. you then also have to apologize to and say, I'm sorry for bringing you into this. I'm sorry for having done this. I'm sorry for also technically also betraying your trust. You have to be accountable with Mm. every single person because that's the only way that you're going to, one, potentially maintain your friends and to actually be able to sleep at night yeah for real and and i think even being consistent with the story that you're telling it's it's very easy to kind of like um omit bits of like information where you're just like oh well like if i tell them this bit then i'm I'm gonna come across really really bad um and i used to have a friend that would like go through any kind of drama and then take out bits to not tell me and i'm just like is is that the full story like what actually happened like just just tell me it for what it is and Mm -hmm. then we can actually digest it and talk through it properly Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna like take bits away to kind of uphold your character yeah then that means you're putting your pride before yeah yeah relationships um which is crazy and stupid and we all do it all the Mm. time so and and i'm thinking like, like even now like things like this are very important when it comes to parents mm-hmm. um, because I can speak for Nigerian parents because I have Nigerian parents. Mm-hmm. Growing up, one thing that was very difficult f- for them was saying, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. West African pa- Like, listen, what parents, yeah. what parents can find <clears throat> it easy to say, I'm sorry yeah. to their kid? Because, but also in a very West African way, Wait, focusing yeah. in on West Africa. It's like, but I'm older than you. I brought you into yeah. this world. So what? It is what it is. Yeah. And that's not the case. No, no. And that's shit that we grew up with. Because we'll say I'm sorry once and it won't even be a real I'm sorry. And then like after that, it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, For it's real. not healthy. No. We got we to gotta unpick some habits. Yeah, we have to unpick and we definitely just have to change change the narrative, change yeah. the cycle. Because um, if I have kids, I would hate for my kid to be like, mom doesn't know how to say sorry. Like that would burn me to my core because I know what that feels like. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Um, okay, wait, but I have a question for you. And okay, this, is, this is a question that my friend Josh Rivers asked at the end of his podcast, which I really enjoy hearing. What do you hope for going forward in terms of your relationships and then i'll ask myself the question oh shit oh well in terms of my friendships there are some that i really really want to want to mend mm-hmm. but i will be straight up and say that my pride is probably the, the biggest thing that is right stopping me from doing that because i feel wronged by a few friends mm-hmm. and i'm someone that because I am just like, okay, well, 
that that's what it is. I just kind of keep going. So I think for for something that I hope in terms of friendships, I do hope that there can be some sort of just open conversation, mm-hmm. even if the friendship doesn't ever go back to what it once was, there's at least some clarity. And then I can kind of like live in my truth, knowing that, you know what, I was able to put my pride aside Mm -hmm. and we were able to have a conversation. In terms of like romantic relationships, I don't know, like, I feel like my previous hurt doesn't want me to have a relationship that is that's that's public like I would happily not have anybody know mm-hmm. about anything that I'm in because I'm just like I don't want the third and the fourth and the fifth opinion from people to to me that sh- shouldn't be able to to speak so openly mm-hmm. on something so dear to me um but I would hope that the next person that I'm in a relationship with that there is such an open level of, of conversation. It's almost going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost going to be like, I can't believe that we can just talk about everything. Yeah. But I really want to want to get to that point where something can happen or someone can feel any kind of way and you just openly talk about it and then it's dealt with. It isn't like a case of we have like half a conversation we go to bed mad. We wake up in the morning feeling some kind of way. I'm giving you vibes. You're giving me bad vibes. But it's it's just a case of we've we've talked about it. We've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And we moved on. Okay. That's my answer. Go. Okay. Um, in terms of what I hope for, I hope, I hope that I can learn quickly but properly yeah. to have the courage to be blatantly and very clearly open Mm. and honest about everything that I'm feeling so that I don't hurt anyone. I hope that in terms, and that's both friendship and relationship. I hope that in terms of my friendships, I can communicate clearly so that there are no misunderstandings Mm. that lead people to feel that they are being duped or lied to. Um, and I think I just hope that I can learn to see when I am spiraling. Yeah. And if I don't feel, and if that doesn't happen, then I hope that I can have good people around me to point out that I'm spiraling so that when that starts happening, they can kick into gear like mm. the antidepressants I used to take <laughs> um, and in turn kick me back into gear and onto the right path. Yeah, like I'm going to add on to that as well. I would 100% like to recognize when I'm spiraling, but when I'm spiraling earlier on, because I tend to realize that I'm spiraling. When, when you're I, in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, when I'm in the middle of it, like spinning around, I'm like, oh shit, I'm spiraling. This is happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's when I like, I've, I've, I've clocked that. I haven't been eating very well. I haven't been going to the gym. I'm neglecting messages. And that, that's for me, is a very big signal that I'm spiraling because I struggle to respond to anything, mm-hmm. any texts, any calls. It just feels too much. I'm just like, oh my yeah. God, like, leave me. Yeah, um, I also actually hope that I can answer my emails on time all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though. To lighten it up a little bit. I just hope it's I can hard. fucking answer some emails. Um. But yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming today. This was 
I know my soul needed this today. Yeah. Because as you said, when I first saw you, my energy was off. Yeah. So yes, let people know where they can find you. Because I, which makes me so happy. I've had so many people be like, who were the two guys that was on that episode? Where can I find them? They're so amazing, blah, blah. So yes, That's let so them good. know. All right, guys. You. I have been Darkwa Che Darkwa. You can find me on Instagram at House of Darkwa. That's house spelt fashion. H-A-U-S of Darkwa. And also on Twitter at I am Darkwa. Love that. Thank you so much. And guys, as always, you can follow me at Coco underscore abroad on Twitter. There are still tickets available. The show is on Sunday. Yes, I'll be there too. Yes, yes, you will. I can't fucking wait. I just want to have a great time. By the end of it, I'm probably going to be smashed off of my face. (laughs) So tell me whatever. I'll probably forget. Um, But yeah, if, if you're coming and you've listened to this, I will see you on Sunday. And also, I just want to say a very quick thank you to everyone that has bought bought tickets and that has just shown me an incredible amount of support. Like I, I couldn't have even imagined it. It's It's been insane. So I'm very, very grateful. I'm very, very humbled. And yes, guys, I'll see you on Sunday. See you Sunday, babes. I know you want to. I know you want to. I know you want to. Me, I play. I like to play cheek to.